Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Hello everyone, welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Thank you for showing up and tuning in to the second episode of the Summer Conversation Series here on the podcast. I'm sharing a really special and I think very relatable conversation with you today. It's a chat about life and becoming more of who you are and trying to embrace the ups and downs of young adulthood. And I had this conversation with one of my best friends, Rebecca Gonzalez. Rebecca loves film, photography, and art. She's also very passionate about human rights, diversity, and inclusion. Hiking and spending time outdoors is her favorite way to decompress. A little over a year ago, she created a blog called Space In Between. The name came from that transitional period of time in young adulthood where you know what you want and where you want to be, but are still in the process of getting there. Her blog serves as a creative outlet where she can share her photography and also the stories of her friends and their struggles navigating adulthood. You can visit her website at spaceinbetween.ca and her Instagram is at spaceinbetween underscore. And I'll put both of those in the show notes as well. We talked about so many things in this episode. We got really honest and real and candid about the struggles we've faced and lessons we've learned as we've grown into our young adulthood. Both of us are admittedly still very much trying to figure ourselves and our life out. I don't think that process ever really ends, but I think it can feel amplified and extra confusing when you're in your 20s and there's all this pressure to like set yourself up for quote-unquote success in your adulthood. Rebecca had a lot of helpful wisdom to share in this episode about how to sink deeper into acceptance and gratitude and basically how to cope with any uncertainty and mess you may face as you navigate the space in between that young adulthood can feel like. I really love this chat. We both got super vulnerable and shared some things that I don't think either of us were expecting to, but that's just what happens when you sit down to have a deep life chat with one of your best friends. So I hope hearing our experiences and stories helps you feel a little less alone in yours if you're going through similar things. 
As always, if you'd like to share what you got out of the episode or just chat about anything at all, you can always reach me at my email, which is shaylenivany at livingembrace.ca, and you can also use the contact me form on my website, livingembrace.ca, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at living.embrace. Okay, without further ado, let's kick it to my conversation about embracing the messy space in between of young adulthood with the lovely Rebecca Gonzalez. All right, here we are in the second installment of the Summer Conversation Series. I'm currently in person with our guest for today's episode. She's one of my best friends and someone who I'm so grateful to have in my life. So please welcome to the show, Rebecca Gonzalez, a.k.a. Becky. Hey, Becky. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for coming over and doing this recording with me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Um, And I knew I wanted to have you on this series, like, when I was first thinking about it. And I had all these ideas about what we could talk about. And all that kind of went away last week when you and I hung out and we just got to talking about life and all the things. And I was like, this would be a great podcast episode so we're just gonna roll with that topic instead of everything else I was thinking of doing with you but before we get into talking about all the things um I thought it'd be fun to talk a bit about how we met and how our friendship got started so do you want to share your side (laughs) of that (laughs) um okay now I have to think because I'm like oh boy that was a long time ago Mm -hmm. 10th grade right yep high school how did we actually meet like we were assigned were we assigned seats beside each other yes in history class yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I was like I don't know if we were assigned seats or if we got to choose and like that just happened to be the space that it was like there was a space beside you but um yeah and I we had known each other before in like middle school and stuff like that but we weren't that close and I told you that last week because we were (laughs) mentioning it briefly, but I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of weird, but like sometimes I'll just be like, okay, like this person seems like they have a good vibe. Like we just seem like we'd get along. So like I decide to like make the effort and be like, we're going to be friends or at least I'm going to try to be your friend. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I would just like start conversations with you and we just kind of hit it off and yeah yes that's how we became friends (laughs) (laughs) and yeah like I told you last week I appreciate you for taking the initiative because back then I really struggled to make new friends I kind of like made friends through my current friends like through friends of friends but um so yeah I do well when someone just like chooses me and is like I pick you as my friend and then <laughs> it just kind of worked out in our favor and um, I mean yeah we knew of each other like through middle school and stuff because we were both band geeks. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah and I'm not even ashamed of that because I had so much fun in band like I met a lot of great people that way and like even like Miss Denise our like band instructor she was awesome like mm-hmm. I was thinking about that I'm like I feel like that was one of the places where a lot of us like felt like we could just be ourselves like because Miss Denise was, like, she was a nerd, and she was a little weird, but she, like, gave everyone else permission to, like, be themselves and, like, have fun, and I had, like, so much fun with that, so yeah, I don't regret it at all. Yeah, 
I totally agree. Band was such a fun time all through middle school and high school, too. Like, you and I stuck with it through high school as well. Um, And, yeah, like you said, met a lot of good people and just found, I guess, yeah, solidarity with all these other people who liked music and with the... Miss Denise was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I haven't thought about her in so long. I (laughs) know. I miss her. She was great. I miss her, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, we've been friends ever since you know all through high school and uh then through university and college and now we're entering our late 20s (laughs) oh god like don't say that (laughs) no we are still (laughs) we are still firmly in our mid-20s and it's fine we still look like we're 15 anyways literally so (laughs) it's fine it's fine (laughs) yeah we're just in denial you know (laughs) yeah it's so true though everyone thinks i'm still in high school like strangers it's yeah yeah i don't know to be flattered or insulted (laughs) i'm okay with it now because i'm like once we get even older that means we're still gonna look really young like my dad all the time gets asked if he's like brothers with my other brothers really yeah whoa so i'm like i'm okay with that (laughs) i'm fine with that that's That's good with me it sucked before Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we were like maybe like 18 and like younger and like you want to like at least like look your age but like now i'm like sure why not (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um but yeah i'm just wondering if you could share a bit about maybe how you're different now compared to how you were in high school or even post-secondary, if you were to, like, think back and kind of compare those two phases of your life with now, what do you see? (laughs) Well, I was going to go back to one thing, though. You mentioned um, how we stayed friends through college and everything, and, like, I didn't really think about how impressive that was because we went to different schools. Like, we barely saw each other when I think about it because, like, my program was so intense. So that's actually pretty impressive Mm -hmm. that we, like, stayed best friends this whole time. Very impressive. I'm very (laughs) proud of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree because it's it's tough. And, you know, I was – I talk about this all the time with you and, like, with other friends, too. It's – friendship takes effort and – like a conscious commitment and it's not easy all the time to stay in touch and you know as you grow up like you know eventually you lose touch with certain friends and I think it's really special that I still have friends like you that I met in middle school high school even elementary school right so pretty darn special I think (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and it's like what you were saying like I think that's one thing we've realized with adulthood is like friendships are way harder Because you're not, like, in high school or middle school where you have the same schedule all the time. You're with each other all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody has their own lives. Like, people are moving away or, like, doing different things. So, like, when you can find people that, like, stick with you, that's really special. So. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, but back to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. It was, how am I different? Yes. That was what it was? Okay. Um, Well, I think high school, we've said this a lot way more confident (laughs) yeah like so much more confident um more sure of myself just don't really care 
what other people think anymore, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's the best feeling. I'm like, wow, why didn't I figure this out before? But I think it is something that comes with age. Like in high school, there's just so much going on and you're still trying to figure yourself out that like even the most confident person I think is still going to be really insecure compared to when they get older True. and they like understand life more. So mm-hmm. and you're not even really like living your own life yet anyways because like you don't really get to control a lot of your own choices and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. even though you think you know a lot (laughs) (laughs) you realize you really don't and then you think you know more when you're in college and then you get out of college and you're like nope (laughs) I know nothing (laughs) still don't know much at all yeah but um yeah so I think like way more confident like sure of myself I think body image too is a big one Mm -hmm. obviously for girls in general like I grew up with brothers, so, like, body image wasn't, like, a massive thing for me. Like, I knew people, like, friends who were, like, really, really, like, insecure about, like, parts of their body or, like, I don't know, like, wished, like, their boobs were bigger or, like, something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I just never really cared about that because I guess I was kind of, like, a little bit Mm tomboyish. So, like, it wasn't necessarily that part, but it was, like, just kind of, like, being comfortable in my own body and, like appreciating it and like how much it actually does and like the fact that you're alive and like there's so many different parts of your body that like need to be working properly for you to like even live Mm -hmm. so I think that was a big one like realizing that like I appreciate my body even if like I don't love certain parts of it so I think that was one um yeah 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 I love that I love that um you were able to realize that because, yeah, our bodies are friggin' miracles. And I don't think we take yeah. enough time to appreciate that. And especially as women, you know, um, just, yeah, we're brought up in a society, especially in high school, where, like, we're just kind of conditioned to be really conscious of how we look and um, trying to follow all the trends or whatever. And just, yeah, that can lead to so much self-hate and, like, insecurity I know for me, I was just so insecure in, in high school, and I know yeah. you can relate as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more like, it wasn't necessarily like, like I, that I didn't like parts of my body. It was more like the overall, like, trying to be, like, desirable to, like, mm. guys and, like, trying to, like, fit in and, like, look the part. Yeah, and then also, like, <laughs> where we went to high school... I had a lot of friends that were white, and obviously, if you're not white, and, like, I have super curly hair, did not cooperate with a straightener, which I'm glad for now, because (laughs) I didn't kill my hair, but, like, back then, I wanted nothing more than to, like, have straight hair, and, like, just, I wasn't a fan of, like, how I looked as a person, I guess, which is kind of crazy, like, you get older, and you're like, wow, I can't believe, like, I actually thought like that, but, like, that was kind of how society was back then. Like, the mm-hmm. standard of beauty was still very rigid, I guess. Yep. Like, it's definitely, like, expanded way more. Like, there are a lot more people that look like me now and, like, a lot more people that I'm excited, like, for young girls and stuff to look up to now because, mm-hmm. like, it just didn't exist when we were younger. Yep. So I agree. Yeah, the standards, like you said, they're just very different. And I'm really 
proud of and excited for the younger generation because yeah. they're all just so much more aware and woke, I guess is the word. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, yeah, because the world that we grew up in or when we were in high school, middle school, we also didn't really have social media, which I think is a blessing looking back now. Yeah. I mean, social media was just starting to come up, but if we had social media in high school back then, that oh, would have messed yeah. me up so no, much. So much. Yeah. I think that that's a whole other side to body image now because like you're constantly seeing like images of like perfect lives and like perfect people and then half the time it's not even real like yep (laughs) there's this um fashion blogger that I like her style and I was looking at like this video she made where she was like talking about the stories behind her photos because she was like obviously you see the perfect picture but like a lot goes wrong yeah <laughs> to get that perfect picture you're like taking 100 pictures to like get one good one mm-hmm. and um she was saying like she woke up I guess maybe she didn't sleep well and like her face was like really puffy or something and she was like yeah so I like smoothed over my face like oh used a nap and I was yeah I was like what what like I didn't even know you could do that I was like that's actually insane we smoothed it over with what like, there's, like, Facetune or, like, different apps. Where oh, you, you mean can, on like, an app? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, she oh, put no. something on her face. <laughs> I was like, what? No, like, not putting something on her face, but, oh, like, an app. Because, like, mm-hmm. and the crazy part is, like, you would never know. Right. Which, like, that I've had conversations with um, younger people because I used to mentor girls in high school. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary how much you don't know what's real or not on social media. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so easy to do it. Like change your waist size, like take away zits, like <laughs> Photoshop yeah. people out of the background, like just crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's insane. Yeah, I agree. And thinking about too, like you said something earlier about when you're in high school, you're not even a fully formed person yet. Like you're still figuring yourself out, and having that added dimension of social media can make that whole process like so much more confusing, messy, even dangerous sometimes, you know, all these girls looking at what's on social media, and I I don't want to take away from how smart the younger generation is, like, I know they are also more aware of how, I guess, fake some parts of social media are, like, they're not as, they don't just take it in at face value, I think, like, I, I have faith that they're looking at it with a little bit more critical eye than maybe you and I would have back in high school, right? Because Definitely. we just didn't know back then and we weren't yeah. exposed to that stuff. So I am hopeful for the, the younger people. And um, But yeah, if we had Instagram and all the things back in back then, that would have, oof, that would have just made <laughs> yeah, everything so much harder. so much harder. But yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about that because I guess like our equivalent to like unrealistic beauty standards was like magazines and like things like that but it's like we all knew that those were going to be photoshopped like yeah we learned that you know that like it's going to be photoshopped so I think that's the crazy part is like on social media it's like yeah you're aware that people are doing it but sometimes you really don't know to like what extent or like that's true yeah it's just kind of insane but yeah yeah, because mo- some people just put it across as real life, whereas if you're looking at a magazine, you kind of consciously know, like, this has been curated, and there's been editors and stuff. Yeah, but, and there's, like, like, a whole, like, crew for yeah. the photo shoot. Like, there's lighting, there's hair and makeup, like, there's all these things happening, so, like, mm-hmm. you know that's not how they look all the time, but... Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, we could do a whole episode on body image. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really could. Sorry, Uh, I think I, like, totally derailed the conversation. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, such an important topic, though. I think that's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Um, I think I'm just really passionate about it because, like, I was mentoring high school girls for so long, and I was, like, you can just really see how, like, it affects them, so. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did important work when you were mentoring those those girls, I think. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought we could also talk about, I guess, all of the um, personal growth that we've gone through since since then and as we've entered young adulthood and that whole phase of life. So what ways do you think you've grown and become more of your true self since high school? Well, I think college was a big one. Mm-hmm. Because, like we were saying, like, so much of your life is not really in your control in high school at all. Mm -hmm. So, I think college was, like, I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know anyone. And, like, because I was still commuting. So, I could have gone to a school where I would have, like, there would have been a lot of people. But I was, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to be with the same people. No offense to you guys. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was cool, like, um, being in a new environment. Like, at first it was hard, but I think, like, I also, like, got my first job in college as well, mm-hmm. so, like, that was, like, meeting a whole bunch of new people again, too. Um, yeah, I think just, like, that independence where it's, like, you have more control over what you're doing and who you're spending time with, and I think that was one thing with college as well is, like, you aren't necessarily stuck with these people like you kind of are but you have more of a choice of like who you spend your time with and like how you spend your time so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that I had to do a whole bunch of research presentations (laughs) in my final year and they told us they warned us they were like third and fourth year is like basically all presentations and I was like it's not gonna be that bad and then it happened but but that really like made me because I was still pretty shy in college as well Mm -hmm. but like that really forced me out of my comfort zone because I was just forced to like talk to people and like present things in front of people and like be in situations I'd never been in before and like I think because they made us do it so many times, you just stop caring. So you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, it's fine. I can do this. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was a big one because that stuff used to freak me out, but like mm-hmm. doesn't anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, kind of escaping, not escaping, that doesn't sound like a nice word, but getting <laughs> out of high school and um, kind of going into that next phase of post-secondary if that's what you choose and just being in a whole new community with new people and yeah like you said going to a place where um you don't necessarily know everyone it's it hasn't been it's not people that you've grown up with because yeah for us anyways the way our schools worked like literally you're with the same people for years throughout elementary school and then there was a bit more new people in middle school and high school but like once you were in high school, it was still the same group of people every single year. And it's yeah. like, I'm tired of these people. <laughs> it also helped you make really strong friendships, but also you were forced to be around people who maybe you didn't really like. So definitely once you were out of that, I agree, there was more change and just uh, choice, I guess, in what 
you wanted to do with your time and um also too like connecting with more like-minded people which I'm sure happened for you as well right yeah. just like being in your program and making new friends with people who are actually interested in the same things that you are in a different way than maybe you experienced in high school um and making those kind of friends is really powerful um and yeah I agree with what you said too about just getting out of your comfort zone it's uh you're kind of forced to do that throughout uh, yeah. university and college, right? Yeah, so. and I think, like, also, like, another thing was, like, when you're meeting these new people and stuff like that, they don't know who you were before. Yes. So, like, who you were in high school. Because, obviously, you change, but I found that with, like, some high school friends that I'm not that close to anymore. Like, I still have love for them, obviously, but yeah. it's, like, you just kind of drift apart. But I found that, like in college when we would meet up like in the summer or something like it kind of felt like they expected me to still be the same person Mm -hmm. even though I had changed yeah (laughs) whereas like with the people I met in college and like even after like I felt like more like I could just be myself and like that's the only version of me they know so they liked that version of me which was great so yeah yeah that's so true because you know, unfortunately, one of the side effects of being in high school is you kind of put on all these different personas, maybe, just to, like, fit in or, or be cool yeah, or Yeah, or, whatever. like, just kind of, like, mold yourself to, yeah. like, fit. Because yeah. I feel like, for me, I, like, shrunk myself a lot mm. because there were a lot of big personalities in my friend group. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't even want to, like, talk about these interests I have or these things I like. Like, I'll just keep it to myself and, like... Because it's safe there and, like, I don't have to feel like I'm competing or anything like that. Because sometimes it would get weird like that. Like, back when we grew up, there was a lot of, like, women competing against each other instead of supporting each other. Yes. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just easier to, like, hide it and, like, have the few people who knew, like, the things I was into and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I can definitely relate to that as well. And also, looking back now, I don't feel like you really that I really had the space to, like, actually get to know myself in high school because I was so busy trying to fit in, like you said, and um, mold myself to what I thought other people wanted me to be or um, to be seen as, like, cool or even just normal. Like, not to be, you know, kind of picked out as, like, a loser or something. That sounds so bad saying it, but, like, it's... It's a battle, almost. It's a battle of between your, you and yourself in high school, you know? Like, you're you're kind of, or at least for me, I was really silencing and not even attempting to understand who I really was or who I wanted to be because I was just so caught up in fitting in. And Yeah, of, and I think a lot of it, too, is also, like, pressure yeah. from, like, parents and stuff, too, because... I think everybody has this, but I think, like, when your parents are immigrants, like, my parents are immigrants, Mm -hmm. like, there's an added pressure of, like, you have to be successful, and there's a certain route to success. Yeah. So, and, like, we, we're both people pleasers, so, like, yes, (laughs) I didn't even realize I was doing this until, like, I got, like, even at, probably until after college, where I was, like, I'm making these choices, and, like, I really loved what I studied in college and, like, all that stuff, but it's, like, a lot of it wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was to make other people happy or to, like, do what I thought people expected me to do. Yeah. So, 
I think that's a big one for sure. Huge. I can, oh my gosh, story of my life, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huge people pleaser, always doing what I thought I should and what others expected, what my parents, what I thought my parents wanted for me. And I, I know that we can both relate on this too. Like we were both really good students and like we liked getting good grades and we were kind of overachievers. <laughs> and, yeah, um, kind of. No, <laughs> no. Really overachievers. Definitely overachievers. <laughs> But that also took away from us just, like, doing what we wanted because we always, um, we were always just putting school first and, like, making our grades mean something about us and, like, make it as markers of our identity. Like, I, it sounds sad now, but, like, you know how we, um, they would hand out subject awards at school of, like, the person who got the highest mark in a certain course? Mm -hmm. I always wanted one of those, and I never got one until we graduated. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. I never got one, and I, it, it hurt me every single year to not get a freaking subject award of getting the highest mark in a course and now even just saying it out loud like that's so sad that that was like my ultimate goal was to get the highest grade in a specific course and you know it did feel good to get that in grade 12 and like you know receive that award during the graduation ceremony or whatever and it was for creative writing too which was like my favorite course but also that was just such a tenuous thing I guess to like hit want to hinge my identity on like I wanted to be one of those students who had a subject award and like I just didn't know back then that um my grades and my achievements don't mean anything about me and it really took getting out of the education system to like fully believe that yeah definitely I wanted all the awards all the achievements you know be on the honor roll all those things because that's how I defined myself, and that was really, really damaging, and I didn't realize that until I was out of school. So, um, and that kind of brings me to something I wanted to ask you. Um, what do you wish you knew back when you were a teenager that you know now, and what would you, or what would, you, what, would what advice would you give to your younger self? Um... Well, see, I have some notes because I'm <laughs> an overachiever. This is, <laughs> that's why when Shay was like, oh, we were kind of overachievers. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the first thing I have is like exactly what we were talking about was like school isn't everything and you shouldn't base your worth on grades. And that was something I really tried to hammer into the girls I was mentoring who were in high school, because I was like, I wish someone told me that. Yes. I wish someone was like, it's not the end of the world if you don't get 100% or, like, 90s. Like, (laughs) you're Mm going to be okay. Also, if we're being honest, colleges really just care about money. They don't care about (sighs) grades that much. Pretty much everybody gets into college. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's really not that deep. But, um, yeah, I think just, like, I did base a lot of my self-worth on grades and, like, doing well. And I do think part of the pressure, though, I will say, like, I think people who are, like, lower income or, like, children of immigrants will understand, like, college is expensive. So for me, my goal in high school was to get a scholarship Mm -hmm. because I knew I couldn't afford to go to school if I didn't have a scholarship. So I think that was another added pressure was, like, I know I have to pay for college myself when 
we had like some people who were like yeah we were mostly like middle class like a little bit lower and then like we did have some rich kids too yeah so like (laughs) you could just tell there were people who just really did not have that concern at all and then there were people who were like more focused on like trying to get a scholarship or like trying to keep their grades up or like that kind of stuff yeah so I think I do think like I'll say like that was part of it aside from that I also did put because that's a valid concern but like I did put too much like worth in grades and I don't think that was necessarily our fault Mm -hmm. because like teachers a lot of the time were putting that pressure on us and like parents and stuff like that too and like you don't really know any better at that point that's why it's like I wish someone told me this yeah Yeah. (laughs) because I didn't have anybody to tell me that so Mm -hmm. probably that well this one's kind of silly but (laughs) (laughs) do it (laughs) don't spend so much time focusing on boys or like wanting a romantic relationship neither of us dated anyone in high school and I just think if I did like, with the people I liked at the time, like, (laughs) it would have been such a mess, like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. so, like, it's funny, because that's all anyone really wanted at that age, like, everybody just wanted a relationship, like, that's the main goal in life, that's what we really wanted, (laughs) but, like, I'm just, like, damn, if I had, like, actually, like, just been, like, happier about being single and just kind of like figuring myself out at the time like mm-hmm. it would have changed my perspective like that's not to say that we still didn't have fun and stuff like that but yeah. like I think that was one thing and then um another silly one maybe skip class once or twice because it's not that big a deal <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I thought like I used to think like that like just like no you do not skip class, like, follow all the rules, like, <laughs> me too, oh my god. because I think people, like, that was the thing, too, like, they would make you think that, like, it's gonna go on your permanent record, which, like, I don't know if maybe that's a thing in the States, but it is not real. No. Not here. No. So, <laughs> like, you're not gonna die if you skip class once or twice, like, <laughs> it's fine, like, <laughs> just have some fun, and then, um, my last one was, um, don't wish your life away. Mm, I love that one. Which I feel like, I think everybody does it and you can't really see the other side of it until you get older and you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. I wasted so much time wishing for a boyfriend or wishing for, I don't know, like this certain outfit I wanted or something (laughs) like dumb, like just like wishing for your life to be different than it is instead of like appreciating what you had. Yeah. So, but I think that's just, it's just kind of how you are in high school. Like, yeah, you just see things and you want them because you think it'll, like, make people like you more, like, things like that. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's a big one that, like, I still, like, try to keep in mind now because, like, now it's, like, oh, like, wishing for, like, this certain career or, like, yeah, wishing we could move out, like, <laughs> things well, like that. Yes. It's, like... They're more valid wishes now, I think, but it's also, like, okay, but, like, for as much bad in the world, there's also a lot of good, so, like, Mm -hmm. trying to, like, focus on that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is some solid advice. (laughs) (laughs) If there's any teenagers listening, um, listen to what Becky just said, because I totally agree with all of that, and 
Yeah, I, I agree. I wish someone had told me that back when we were 15, 16. Because um, it's so true, and you don't realize it until, I guess, you get older and you go through life and all the other experiences. And that kind of brings us to what I want to talk about next, which is the phase of life we're in now, which is young adulthood and the mess that that is. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Full disclosure, <laughs> me and Becky are still fully trying to figure our shit out. <laughs> like, it's a, a constant daily struggle. Um, yep. Some days we're like, yep, this is awesome. Other days it's like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> um and, you know, for me anyways, I feel kind of weird admitting that because, like, I'm a self-empowerment coach and I want to f- come across as someone who has my crap together, but really, that's not the truth. So I don't want to give a false impression of me and that doesn't take away from my ability to be a good coach. So um, I think we can be going through our own things while also helping other people go through their things. So that's just a side yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, Um So I guess... The title of this episode kind of points to how young adulthood is really this space in between, which also connects to Becky's blog, (laughs) which I'm going (laughs) to pump her tires right now. She's got a website where she has some blog posts and her um, photography. She's got an Instagram account, and you can talk about that as well if you'd like a little later on. Um, But yeah, young adulthood is really this space in between where at least in my experience, you're really just constantly contemplating and answering the question, who am I and what do I want? <laughs> and that is a very messy, confusing process. Um, so, Becky, what has been your biggest struggle so far in young adulthood? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say the one thing you were saying where you are like, I don't mm. have anything figured out, like, kind of like a bit of a mess... That's one thing I will say is this, I think the big secret is nobody has it all figured out. True that. <laughs> no matter how old they are. Like, yes. <laughs> I think life is just, like, you just realize when you get older, like, so much is out of your control. Like, no matter how perfect you think someone's life is or, like, how put together they are, there are still aspects of it that they can't control or things that might happen that, like, will completely, like, take them out for a bit. So... Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing is, like, everybody's a bit of a mess. Yeah. It doesn't help with social media where everybody's pretending we're not a mess, mm-hmm. but... Yep. <laughs> everybody's a bit of a mess. And I was thinking about this because um, I had been staying with my cousin. I think this was when I was, like, 16. And I remember, like, me and you were big readers, still mm-hmm. are. I was, like, reading, like, some sort of, like fiction books or something like that and I remember like seeing in her house like she just had like tons of self-help books and I was like damn like (laughs) (laughs) I thought like she has her own business like has kids has her husband like doing really well like I thought she like had it all figured out I'm like do you just like not read for fun like this is like my teenage brain like I'm like don't you like reading like fun books like Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking this is so boring and I'm like flash forward to adulthood and I'm like I literally like mostly read self-help books (laughs) yep same (laughs) and like pretty much most people I know it's like Mm -hmm. just a lot of like self-help things because I think once you get older you realize like 
there's no safety net, there's nothing to fall back on, like, when you're younger, you get to focus on silly things, because, Mm -hmm. like, your parents are, like, supporting you, and, like, making sure everything's figured out for you, but when you get older, you kind of realize, like, nobody knows what's going on, (laughs) (laughs) so you're trying to, like, figure it out, but, um, I think accepting lack of control in life. (laughs) That's, yeah. Was, like, probably one of the biggest ones because, like, like we said, we are type A. We Mm. are overachiever, control freak, all that. (laughs) (laughs) That is us. So I think that was a thing for a while. But I think you just stress yourself out more trying to control things. Mm -hmm. And once you let go, it's really scary, but it's also a lot happier and, like, freer. Mm -hmm. So... I think that was a big one, and then, um, I feel like I'm pretty good at this, but then, like, I'm also not, <laughs> so, <laughs> but learning to let go of people in situations that maybe just don't reflect who you are anymore. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, I feel like that was a struggle, because I think, like, obviously, you go out of high school, <laughs> it's so funny thinking back to, like, things I thought in high school, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, I really thought I knew. I knew what was going on. I did not. (laughs) But, like, I thought, I was, like, people would tell me, like, oh, yeah, when you get older, like, you're not really gonna, like, be friends with your high school friends anymore. And, like, Mm -hmm. I had a pretty big group of friends. Like, there were a lot of us. And we're, like, no, we're still gonna be, like, close and, like, all that stuff. And then you get older and, like, you just realize, like, obviously there's, like, distance if you're, Mm -hmm. like, in different places and stuff like that. But, like, also, you might be in different places, like, I don't know, metaphorically, Yeah, I guess. mentally, emotionally. Like, in maybe. your life. Yeah. So, like, you're growing as a person, and you should grow. Like, you do not want to be the same person that you were at 18, like, as yes. you are as, like, a 20-something. That would be awful. Yeah. And I'd be very concerned for you if that was the case. <laughs> so, like, you grow and, like, you change. So, I think it's just, like, I'm a very loyal person. It used to be hard for me to, like, let go of people or be, like, we've really, like, just kind of, like, grown apart and stuff like that. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, I can also, like, be a little too brutal with, like, <laughs> <laughs> cutting things out of my life or, like, cutting, like, people off and stuff. Only in bad situations, yeah. though. It's not like I was doing it, like, willy-nilly. Like, just, like, <laughs> oh, you said something I didn't like. I'm not talking to you. Like, <laughs> You're no. canceled. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Yeah. But, um... But I think it's more like, I think I could do the letting go. It was just, like, accepting it. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, accepting that, like, you just kind of moved on and that you're, like, different people. Or, like, maybe, like, this place that you used to go isn't really for you anymore. Or, like, this situation just isn't your vibe yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's more the accepting it. Because that's, like, yourself. Like, you have to, yeah. like, teach yourself to be okay with that and, like... Because it's a loss, so, like, you think you're losing something, but, like, actually, you're usually just gaining more of yourself, Mm. so. Yes, yeah, definitely, I love that, you're gaining more of yourself when you're, you're making space for more of you to come through when you allow yourself to, yeah, kind of just shed all the layers of yourself or the people in your life or the things that are expected of you, just let that all fall away if it doesn't feel right anymore right and 
yeah, that can be a sad process for sure, and it might take a long time to fully accept it, but in the long run, you're just making more space for you, and that's so beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. like, you were saying, like, um, I was saying, like, kind of, like, letting go of um, situations and, like, expectations, too. Like, yeah. I think that's a good point, too. Like, I think doing what other people wanted me to do or, like, kind of, like, living my life to make other people happy was kind of an excuse in a comfort zone mm. to not go after what I really wanted because, like, it's kind of like a shield because, like, that just seems easier. Like, especially if you're an overachiever, like, there are, like, certain jobs that's just, like, oh, people are always going to think that's a good job or that's impressive or, like, right. you've really, like, made it, like, you're doing good. Whereas if you're, like, going into something, like, more artsy or something, mm-hmm. you tend to get more pushback and, like, yep. art in general is criticized. Like, it's mm-hmm. subjective, so people will like it and people won't. And I think that was really scary for me for a long time was, like, I would rather just keep it to myself and have no one be able to criticize it mm-hmm. than, like, put it out there and, like, possibly, like have people like hated or something like that so yeah yeah I agree it can be very vulnerable to and scary to kind of go that more I guess untraditional route I mean I feel like you and I are both kind of trying to do that and um kind of release ourselves from all the things that um maybe we thought we'd we saw ourselves doing or other people thought we, they saw for us um, in terms of career and life trajectory. I mean, I went right off the path in, t- in terms of all that and now trying to do something that I never would have thought I would be doing. Um, and I feel like in, you're doing that too in some ways and really just sinking more into, again, more of yourself. Like you're um, allowing yourself to, to do artsier things and be creative and um, not being so dead set on like the traditional way of of uh, going about a career and stuff and that's really hard right that's very um it can feel very unstable and uh yeah in terms of you know reconciling it with the capitalist system that we are forced to live in and uh, <laughs> with the whole thing about needing to make money and and all of that um uh so and in terms of like i guess this whole concept of the space in between and not having everything figured out how do you cope with that (laughs) how do you cope with not having everything figured out I'm like do I cope with that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah actually I was just gonna go back to it because it kind of connects anyways but like the last point I had for like a biggest struggle of young adulthood is like finding your place and trying to get established or trying to find stability, like, which is literally exactly what you were just saying. So I think, (laughs) like you said, it's the going back to like, just accepting that you don't have control over life, which is still really hard, but, um, coping, I think, um, accepting that whatever is for you won't pass you by, but the things that aren't meant for you will. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so that's hard. <laughs> because there can be things that you think you really, really want, but they don't work out, and that you just kind of have to accept that maybe that's not for you, or maybe it's not for you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one. 
it's still hard, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you, it's okay to, like, be sad about it, like, especially if there's, like, jobs or opportunities you really wanted and, like, you don't get them. But, yeah, I think just, like, maintaining that belief that, like, what's meant for you will work out mm-hmm. and whatever isn't meant for you is just, it's not going to happen. So, mm-hmm. and then accepting that everybody is different and grows differently, so, like, not comparing yourself to others and, like... Yeah. Where you at? Where you're at in life versus where other people are at? Because like we, <laughs> we've talked about that a few times. Where like we'll see like people we knew like get engaged or like they're getting married or like they're like having babies and stuff, and we're like, I still feel like a child. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like I don't know how I would be raising a child right now. <laughs> but that's because that's just us, and that's them. Yeah, like that's their path that's like maybe that's what they really want right now or Mm -hmm. like that's the circumstance that happened but they're embracing it like Mm -hmm. so it's just people everybody is different like literally every human being is different and it would be so boring if we were all the same so yeah I love that you brought that up because that's definitely been a huge lesson for me too of just learning to stop comparing myself to other people's life path because yeah we're at a phase now where A lot of us are, you know, getting married, somehow moving out and, like, renting or buying a place and um, having kids. And then there's the other, you know, group of us who are still living at home with their parents and trying to figure out jobs and career and their purpose in life. And and that's okay, you know? It's okay to still be figuring it out. Like, I'm sure there's people even older than us who are still trying to figure all that stuff out, right? And, like, it used to really get to me. It really bothered me to, like, see people that we went to school with do these things that I wanted for myself. Because, of course, I would like to be able to move out. I would like to get engaged and have kids in the near future and and married and all of that. Um, But maybe that's just not how it's going to pan out for me right now or in the next few years. And I've really had to learn how to make peace with that and be like I'm on my path I'm experiencing my story and just because it doesn't match up with someone else's or even with the traditional way of going through life you know going through the different phases of life that's okay and um it really takes real acceptance to just embrace that and make peace with that and um be okay with not having it all figured out right (laughs) yeah and that was my other point too is like again that like nobody has it all figured out no matter how put together they seem and I think like I feel like the dangerous part would be thinking that you have it all figured out that is a good point yeah because then like if as life does which like we've seen with the pandemic if something crazy happens and then like Mm -hmm. your life crumbles like everything you thought was like all figured out like what are you left with? Like, it's important to be open to, like, still, like, learning and, like, accepting that there's a lot of stuff you don't know and, like, being open to, like, new experiences and new things and, like, trying things differently because the way you want things to go usually will not be how it works out, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, you know, young adulthood is just full of a lot of uncertainty and mess at times and again you're constantly asking yourself who am I and what do I want in my life and so how do you like kind of deal with all of that and 
try to like be more present I guess in what's like here for you instead of what you wish was here for you does that make sense (laughs) yeah I think a big thing I learned was gratitude and like being grateful for the people that are there for you Mm -hmm. and the things that are happening in your life as opposed to wishing for the other things so I think it's forcing yourself it sounds so cheesy like (laughs) but like forcing yourself to really think about like what you're grateful for like it doesn't mean like I hate it when people do that too it's not like being like oh this really bad situation like there's good in it like I don't think that's necessarily true Mm -hmm. I think sometimes there's just really bad things that happen because that's life but there are other parts of your life that are still like good or like Mm -hmm. things to appreciate so Mm -hmm. I think that was a big one like definitely I think I also because like in high school and middle school like I had such a big group of friends that like when I got older and like that started to shrink more to like the people I was choosing to have in my life like you kind of like start to be like oh (laughs) (laughs) maybe like kind of like the grass is greener kind of situation like Mm. oh like I wish I had more friends or like when it's like more isn't necessarily better yeah so actually thinking about like how far you've come I think that's an important one too Mm -hmm. it's like things I think unfortunately as an adult things are always going to be hard (laughs) (laughs) really so (laughs) like just like appreciating like the things you've made it through Mm -hmm. and like um who you are as a person because like even like when we were thinking back to like who we used to be in high school like I'm so happy I'm not that person anymore (laughs) (laughs) like actually so happy like Mm -hmm. so yeah it's still like there's like a lot to be frustrated and like concerned about and it doesn't help with like the current state of the world and like Mm -hmm. the economy and all the things like our generation has to deal with but like yeah I don't know there's a lot to still be thankful for so Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and Again, I feel like that's something I'm still constantly learning to do because my brain often just reverts to what is going wrong. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's a byproduct of maybe my anxiety. Um, yeah, the my mind just chooses to focus on what's not going my way or focusing on what's out of my control. And that's just exhausting. <laughs> and it's not healthy and it makes me not feel good so it's really takes a conscious rearranging of your thoughts to be like okay there's actually a lot of good here I'm really grateful that I am able to live at home with my family and they're still supporting me and I I love my family and I love my friends and I love that I have the space to do things that I'm passionate about and not have to worry about the other parts of being an, a being an adult was like paying rent and paying bills and all these things like I'm so I know how privileged, blessed I am to have those things and it can be easy to forget all of that and just focus on, well, I wish I was moved out right now. I wish, like, I could get married or, like, I wish I had stable income. Anything, like, anything that you think is associated with real adulthood. Like, it's okay that those things aren't here right now because you have all these other amazing things, like you said, and it's um important to be grateful for those things and you know also 
not just bypass all the the crappy things is like you you need to also feel um your more difficult emotions yeah. and honor those like, too accept that i think that was one thing i was gonna say too yeah. with coping it's like having the people you can trust who like will let you vent yes <laughs> and just be like everything sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yes i am grateful but right now i feel like everything sucks and like it's okay to like have those days where like that's how you feel or like sometimes it's a few weeks it might yep. be like a long period of time that you feel like that but like it's okay to feel that way and it's good to have people who will like let you express that and yeah. not just like kind of like try to fix it so mm-hmm. yes yeah you and I have talked about that a bunch of times so that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is that when I'm like feeling down and sad and upset and then I express myself to someone and they just immediately go to like try to fix it or like try to get me to think on the bright side and I know they're coming from a good place especially if it's a friend or family member or anything but also sometimes I just want to be in the suck for a bit and just like have someone listen to me and be like yeah that sucks you know like it's just nice to receive that kind of empathy and sometimes that works better than you know, thinking up a solution or trying to look on the bright side. And, um, you know, our more difficult emotions tell us a lot about ourselves and help us grow, I think. And um, it sucks when it's happening, but you always get through it. Like I always say, you've survived 100% of your hardest days. Like, and if you think about it that way, like, you're still here, and you're going to experience hard days again, but yeah. chances are you, you'll survive them because you've exper- you've survived all of them so far. So, again, it's just, like, you know, changing your thought patterns and all of that self-help book stuff. That we've <laughs> yeah, so many self-help books. But, um, yeah, and then I guess the one other thing would probably be, like, trying to take care of yourself, yeah. like, in ways that you can. So, like... I think, like, exercise is, like, a big one for me, like, and definitely, like, getting outside. Like, I know that's proven, like, literally, scientifically, like, Mm -hmm. that gives you a big mental boost is Mm -hmm. just, like, getting outside, so, which is not always easy in Canada (laughs) (laughs) with our weather, (laughs) but, yeah, I feel like when I'm outside or, like, especially, like, in the forest or somewhere, like, it's just, like, you can actually, like, breathe. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes. So I think that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just finding those ways that help you feel like you're you're taking care of yourself and you, you feel better. And, you know, I know self-care is such a hot topic, but if you go deeper, like below the surface level self-care that's like sold to us and marketed to us, like self-care is actually really important and it can really bring a lot of meaning and fulfillment and well-being to your life, right? And, um... I think it's important to give yourself that space to, you know, get to know yourself on that level. I think that's something that I would tell my younger self, going back to that question, but give yourself the space to get to know yourself. And, you know, I've shared my story here on the podcast before, but it was really that when I took that step to get to know myself and, you know, kind of stopped looking at all the things that I should be doing and getting so caught up in the job search and worrying about my future like once I stopped all that and just focused on me and got to know myself that's when all the answers I had been searching for kind of came to the surface right and um it's because I learned how to hear myself and tend to myself and 
That's why I'm so freaking passionate about what I do now because I, <laughs> yeah. I know how powerful it is and I know how important it is. And I love having chats with, you know, my friends about all this. That's why I'm so glad that we're talking about all this right now. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I just think all humans can benefit from looking at themselves and life in this way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, like, it's just, like, it's so crazy to, like, look back and think about who I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... I, you know me, I'm, like, a very, like, what you see is what you get, like, I don't really, like, I'm not a fake person, like, I'm not good at faking, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's not even, like, knocking people who are, like, sometimes you do have to put on a persona, like, in certain situations, but I'm just very, like, straightforward, like, a little bit blunt, like, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of, like, that's who I am, so... It's kind of crazy, like, thinking because, like, my core personality and, like, the things that I value and stuff, like, that's always been the same. And I feel like even, like, my friends who I knew in high school would still, like, think that's the same, like, that Mm. that's the person you're seeing. But, like, I just hid a lot of parts of myself and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Which is the crazy part because, like, again, it was, like, just expectations. Like, I was, like, oh, like... I really like music or like I really like art but based on what all the adults in my life are telling me like that is not a solid path Mm. so I should just like focus on my grades and like doing law and stuff like that which I also really love too but like it's just kind of crazy that I like shut down like a whole part of myself yeah (laughs) because even you didn't know like I liked those things probably until like recently recently like (laughs) literally like these past few years like it's so funny because like my family knew and like uh I think one of my friends there was only one in high school knew um but yeah it's just kind of like it's so crazy that I I did that for so long but I think it was also it's just like a protective thing Mm -hmm. because high school can be rough (laughs) yep (laughs) and people aren't always nice so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I can definitely relate to you on that just like denying yourself parts of yourself and that can be really damaging and isolating and you don't realize it until you allow yourself to accept those parts of yourself instead of deny them right so I'm I'm just so glad that you're doing that now because I love that, you know, I'm getting to know you all over again, kind of. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. like like a whole secret person. Like, I remember, like, when I was, like, showing you, like, other, like, things that I, like, did and you're like, I had no clue. I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, I mean, I did that on purpose, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people had no clue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, before we wrap up, Do you have any words of advice or wisdom for anyone else who's going through, I guess, the messy parts of becoming their true self and navigating the struggles and uncertainty and space in between that is young adulthood? Um, yeah. So I guess the big one that we were talking about is, like, don't compromise who you are in order to gain the approval of others, so... Mm -hmm. I think, like, a simpler way of saying it is, like, 
don't lose yourself trying to make other people happy because I really do think I lost myself yep somewhere in there like where I got to the point where I was like am I doing this because I want to do it or because like this is what everybody expects me to do Mm -hmm. I've even had times where like I've learned that lesson and like I feel like I'm like doing my own thing and then like I catch myself and I'm like wait a second (laughs) (laughs) it's like the people pleasing thing like I think it's really easy to lose yourself in like trying to make other people happy which that's not like inherently a bad thing because that just means you really care about people and like you want to make the people in your life happy but like it shouldn't be at the cost of your happiness and like what you want out of life so Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one and then um like we were saying before like recognize the people that show up for you and don't take them for granted because I think I did that for a long time like I was very much looking forward (laughs) to like okay like where can I go like how can I meet more people how can I get more friends like stuff like that like I think it's just because I'm also like very a very social person like Mm -hmm. I'm is it ambivert like you're both like an introvert and an extrovert so like (laughs) I can be an extrovert in certain situations and I do really love being around people but like I also like like being alone Mm -hmm. so I think that was the thing was like I was just used to like always like meeting new people and being around a lot of people so I think just like kind of being more comfortable being alone and like really appreciating the people in your life Mm -hmm. who have like been there all along but um yeah and like being comfortable alone was like (laughs) (laughs) a big one for me too because I think like again with like the friends and like trying to like always meet new people and like do new things I think a lot of that was also like can be avoiding yourself Mm -hmm. like being like I don't want to be forced to like sit with all the chaos in my brain or like yeah it's easier to just like go out and like do things and like talk to other people and like I'm so bad at like talking about myself like I hate it so like (laughs) (laughs) I will always like I don't mind this where it's like talking about like experiences and like because it'll help other people like Mm -hmm. other people like get it like that kind of thing that's fine but like talking like legit about myself like I will always just like deflect (laughs) (laughs) even the fact that I'm saying this I'm like oh no I'm putting my secrets out there (laughs) now people know that like I totally will like deflect and like ask people about themselves because I'm genuinely curious and I do love like learning about people and like making people feel seen and like people are like listening to them and like you value them but like I think I also realized a big part of that was like kind of running away from myself Mm -hmm. I mean like well if I never face it or talk about it then (laughs) is it real like (laughs) you don't have to deal with it so I think that was a big one and then um I think I put uh strive for peace and gratitude instead of happiness Ah. because I think there was a certain point in my life where I thought I just want to get to a place where I'm happy Mm -hmm. happiness is fleeting like it's it's an emotion it's not gonna stay so I think that was the big like gratitude thing is like learning to be okay with where your life is and like just Mm kind of like focusing on the things that like 
are good in your life mm-hmm. because it's really easy to focus on all the problems instead of the good things. Yeah. So, yeah. Love all of that. Again, solid advice. <laughs> I hope that's helpful for anyone listening. It's helpful for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess if I were to answer that question, it's just kind of going back to what I said before of, you know, make space to get to know yourself and tune into yourself and really understand who you are and don't pass yourself by because you know a few years ago I read this I read about this study done um this nurse did a study on patients who are in palliative care so they were dying um and she asked them what their biggest regrets were and their number number one regret across the board with almost everyone was they wish they had lived their life true to themselves and not the life others expected of them they wish they had found that courage to live true to themselves and when I read that my heart broke first of all that so many people regret that and then it also fueled me even more in the work that I'm trying to do because I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like that I don't want anyone to get to the end of their life and feel like that you know that's one of our most basic rights and privileges is to live true to who we are and to know what that means as well. Like, what does true to me even mean? And um, it does take a conscious effort and commitment to discover how to answer that for yourself and really come to those answers um, within you. And um, yeah, so that'd be one piece of advice. You know, don't get to the end of your life and wish you'd live true to yourself. Start now. Start living to your, true to yourself right now. Yeah. And I think, like, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Up, but, like, for me, like, that was, like, a big thing, too, is, like, I had a period of time where I had a lot of health problems and, like, just, like, a lot of things, like, I couldn't control and, like, things that I didn't know what was going to happen and stuff like that. And, like, that was a big thing for me, too, was, like, I just that kind of realized like whoa I'm literally like putting like this whole part of my life that like really makes me happy and I'm just like not doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think I should be doing something else and like I do really like this other thing like law which is like what I studied Mm -hmm. but like I don't know that that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, which, yeah. like, I feel like in that way I was kind of lucky because I realized that, like, in my early 20s as opposed to, like, way, way later. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, like, also, I think sometimes people think, like, with more artistic things, like, um, you have to go all in and, like, mm. there is no, like, you can't have a regular job and also do it, which yeah. I think isn't true actually like I think it's okay to actually like just do it in a way that fulfills you it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be super famous or like anything like that but like even like my mom like she really loved art growing up and is like really good at it and like now she like is part of this like club thing Mm -hmm. where there are a whole bunch of painters in Toronto and like they put their work up and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like she gets to like share it and it's like she's not famous or anything, but, like, it still makes her really happy, so I think it's, like, finding ways to do that, I guess, Mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, still be true to yourself, and, um, yeah, I think the reality for a lot of young people is, like, you still need money. (laughs) You still need to live, so, like, it's okay to, like, have, like, 
a job that like helps you pay the bills and like keeps you like stable and stuff like that but mm-hmm. like you should make room for like the parts of you that make you happy yep agreed yes thank you for bringing that up um oh and then my other piece of advice i guess um before we wrap up is just to trust just trust the unfolding of your life even in those moments where it's like universe what the heck are you doing to me (laughs) i mean i constantly feel like i'm being tested or something by the universe it's like one thing after another you know and even just yesterday something happened that we were talking about before i won't get into it but it was just another moment of like what the heck am i supposed to learn from this what is the point of this and I think young adulthood is a series of moments like that where you just maybe feel like you're being tested or um, there's just a lot of struggle and uncertainty and moments of questioning the universe, I guess. And it takes a lot of trust to um, accept those moments for what they are and know that you'll learn from it eventually and you're, you're going to grow from it. If anything, it's going to contribute to your growth. And um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we officially wrap this up, uh, do you want to sh- share a bit about um, your blog, Space In Between? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you talk like, about see, yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, sorry, guys. I, I don't <laughs> like talking about myself. But... Um, So I started a blog. It's just somewhere that I can um, put my photography and, like, have honest conversations with my friends kind of about, like, figuring out young adulthood and, like, different topics that are important to us. So, yeah, it's just kind of like a little, like, creative outlet for me. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll put the links uh, to her website and her Instagram in the show notes if you want to check it out. She's a great photographer, great writer, so highly recommend checking her out there. Um, And yeah, just thank you so much for coming over and doing this. This was... These kind of chats just really, like, fill me up. I feel so high on life right now. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for taking the time and just for being such a good friend all these years. Oh, <laughs> thanks for being a good friend too. And thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome.